This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Path, the coach-guided membership designed to help you make alcohol small and relevant in your life by removing your true desire to grab that next drink. Our science-based, compassion-led program allows you not only to shift your behavior and your relationship around alcohol, but more importantly, uncover and reprogram your subconscious conditioning and neural connections that have been keeping you stuck for years. With daily live breakthrough coaching, an intimate and supportive community, regular peer-to-peer connection calls, and a complete vault of resources, this is where your path to total freedom and effortless enjoyment of your new way of life begins. Join us at NakedMindPath.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and I am answering readers' questions. And today I have such a fun one. I love this question. So This is actually, it says, hi, Annie, I am in your PATH program and we're almost finished with our year and it has been absolutely amazing. I can't believe how much there was to learn beyond alcohol about how to actually live in this world and feel all my emotions. So thank you so much. I wanted to ask you after accumulation of so many great insights for you personally, what was the most life-changing thing you have ever learned? Um, Wow, this is such a cool question. Oh man, there's been, the the coolest thing happens when you finally um, decide to to take complete control over your habits and your behavior. And and hopefully if you do it in a way that isn't ripe with pain, then you have a lot more capacity in your brain to focus on things that you want to do. I know that I tried to take control many times in a way that was total willpower based. And so I was trying really hard and that actually created a lot of noise in my brain. And it didn't create any of the space for me to learn anything new about myself or how I exist in the world or how things actually work or anything like that. And so, but when I actually changed my drinking through the methodology I teach with this naked mind, it was gosh, almost magical. And then that opened up this whole new world to me of instead of numbing my feelings and running away from my feelings and trying to escape my feelings at every turn, (laughs) I was actually, and that was just so true for me. I mean, I literally, I could not get in a car without turning on like a a book on tape. And I know that we don't really have those anymore. Now it would be a podcast or it'd be an audible thing, but I would go to the library and just get oodles of like books on CD or books on tape. And I just had to, even if it was a five minute drive, turn on something so that I was never alone in my own mind. Like that's, that's how much I disliked being in my own mind. And, um, and so when I stopped drinking, what is left? It's your own mind. That's why actually we spend the, the second, um, not, I wish I shouldn't say second, but the last nine months of the 12 month program of the path, focusing on all this really powerful work is because there's so much to do in terms of really creating a relationship with yourself that you feel content in. It's your primary relationship. And so that experience for me of putting down the drink and having me and me (laughs) both in my head without any buffer and finding out, you know, how I was going to navigate that was one of the most beautiful 
and intense experiences of my whole life. And I think that to answer this specific question, which is what was the most life-changing thing I had ever learned, I think it was one really simple concept that was really difficult for me to actually come to terms with and grasp. And by the way, it's still difficult for me to come to terms with and grasp. And that concept is this, that everything in my life that I am experiencing, I have control over how I experience it. And our default is to look outside of ourselves and to say, oh, but it's this circumstance. You know, we can, we can create these stories. I remember when I first started hearing people's stories, especially on the podcast, and maybe they would tell me a story about someone in their life who was just so difficult and how they were being treated by this person. And I would just identify so much with their story. I would be like, yeah, oh my gosh, that person is awful. How can you handle it? Oh my gosh. And, you know, and then all of a sudden I became a person who started to question my own stories of this circumstance is so bad and it's just everything sucks because of this reason or that person is just who's making me miserable or if they hadn't done that I would be fine or if this hadn't happened I would be okay and you know and I started to question my own stories and be like well and and ask I would say the most empowering question I ever started asking which was in every one of those circumstances and every one of those relationships and every one of those stories, I started asking myself, what am I making this mean? And that question, that redirection of everybody else and everything else is to blame to, there might be a lot of stuff happening externally There might be a lot of people who are difficult. There might be a lot of circumstances that are not pleasant that I don't like. You know, there might be a lot of hard things. But the truth is, I can choose how I experience those hard things by deciding what I am going to make the person, relationship, situation, circumstance mean. And when I started to ask that question, everything opened up because all of a sudden my focus and attention was not on things that I could not control. It was on these external things, these painful things that I had no ability to control. It was on the one thing that I could control, which was my own meaning of whatever was happening in the world. And I love to give this example. It's like my favorite example of two different meanings. So I have this friend, James, good friend of mine, and he used to live in Boise, Idaho, and he always wanted to see a mountain lion. So we have mountain lions here where we live. I live in Colorado, and um, I've seen a few, seen a lot of bobcats, seen a few mountain lions, and I always think it's really cool. Like, I wouldn't want to see it super up close or anything, but I really think it's majestic and beautiful and amazing. And so I was talking to James about it, and, and he had told me, like, oh, I really want to see a mountain lion someday. I was like, oh, that's so cool. All of a sudden, Two or three months later, I get this call from James. He's like, you would not believe what happened. I was out and I was walking and right across my path, this lion walked out and it was just sitting there and it was just staring at me. And I just stood there and my heart started beating fast, but I was just like so stoked because I couldn't believe this was happening. And it was just so amazing. And he was just like on cloud nine and it was adrenaline, but it was adrenaline packed full of excitement, right? Now I have another friend who heard this same story (laughs) And she like was afraid for her life as he was telling the story. All she could think in her mind was it would eat me. 
like I would be dead. Like her fear, even in hearing the story, her fear for him and her fear for herself, because she also lives in this town and sometimes goes walking, was like palpable. And here's the same situation, the same circumstance. And one person made it mean that this was exciting. This was thrilling. This was amazing. And the other person made it mean, I'm going to die. I'm going to get eaten when I walk out of my house. And she actually stopped going for walks. So like, not only did she make it mean something, but that meaning had implications in her life. She actually stopped. She used to walk around her neighborhood. She didn't want to anymore after this story. And wow, what different meanings and what different outcomes in life as a result of that meaning. I mean, now she, she's not getting her walks. Like, what does that mean? What are the impacts? What are the second and third order consequences of that meaning? <laughs> the truth is, and this is one of the hardest truths for us to realize because we have to look in the mirror instead of externally. We have to take off the, the hat of blame and we have to put on the hat of personal responsibility. And that's a really hard transition because guess what? Blame can feel really nice because it can feel like, okay, well, it's not my fault. Somebody else better get their act together. Somebody else better do something about this. All these people better shape up. But the thing about blame is it actually tells your body that there's nothing you can do, that you have no power in this situation. Whereas the thing about choosing a different meaning, choosing responsibility for the meanings you're creating in your own mind about anything that happens to you gives you all of your power back. And so that I would say is the most powerful lesson that I am still learning, constantly learning, learning new ways where I am still stuck in, oh, but somebody else has to fix this. That I don't even realize it's not even conscious anymore. You know, sometimes you sort through all your conscious places you're blaming, and then there's all of these unconscious or subconscious places where you're still blaming other people and you're not actually taking responsibility for the meanings you're creating. And then, so it's, it's an always journey. It's a forever journey. It's an iterative journey and it's a beautiful journey. But I would say that that shift, the shift of being able to choose consciously where my attention is going to go. Is it going to go into blame and, and looking outside myself for problems and people who are responsible for those problems and or is it going to go into saying what am I making this mean and how can I make it mean something more empowering and that just has been such a game changer for me so what a fun what a great question I'm so glad you enjoyed your time in the path it is such a transformational and and literally life-changing program and experience and um and I just thank you what a what a fun question to answer Hey, I'm so excited because we are literally just about to start another live alcohol experiment. And if you don't know about the alcohol experiment, you need to literally drop everything right now and go to livealcoholexperiment.com. Here's the thing. This is a 30-day challenge and it's designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You'll know it's that version that's living the most joyful life, that version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or have a good time, and that version that's having more fun and is more peaceful than ever. Again, it's just a 30-day challenge. It's live every single day. It's starting on the first, so hurry up. Join me at livealcoholexperiment.com. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.